Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode... 143 courtside indiana podcast i'm jim reamer joined as as per at least recently kyler staley from the hoosier.com and prep hoops indiana kyler how was your week my man it was good um got a little basketball in this weekend at the uh, yeah. prep hoops top 250 um so i got that i got to see some guys that are uh, a little under recruited a little under recruited 23s and then i got my eyes uh on some 24s and 25s, got to get familiarized with them a little bit more. But uh, it was a pretty good weekend, college football, NFL back. Can't complain. Yeah, that was – how did the top 250 go? It was good. Um, I was uh, actually the only scout that was there in person. Uh, Brandon Ramsey was in Florida for the Kentucky football game, and then our other guy that helps out, Landon Bundy, he was streaming. So it was kind of hectic okay. for a little bit. So Really? Um yeah, so, you know, just trying to see as many guys as I could. I mean, I probably saw half of uh, what was there. I think there was like 20 teams and 10. So I want to say I saw half of the guys and um, kind of stuck, uh, kind of stuck, um, landed on the streams or whatever with Baller TV. But uh, it was a good event. We had some Division Two coaches, Division Three, NAIA and JUCO coaches there. Uh, it, was a, it was a good event. It was, uh, it was good for those players. Good, good. How many kids was it? 270 is that what i saw i don't think i honestly don't think we hit 250 oh really right. okay i yeah. thought at one point that the i thought at one point that the title changed like yeah <laughs> i thought, I thought I... so i thought so as well um but we had a few kids that just didn't that didn't come i mean kamari jones was on the list originally and he didn't show up um cooper bean from uh noblesville wasn't there um just a few guys that you know didn't really necessarily need to be there but couldn't have heard them to be there um but yeah i want to say it's probably close to 220 maybe i would I say i think kamari was it in the in the in the gym hoops event okay probably probably was there because i i did see his i saw some i mean i i helped felix with some of the behind the scenes stuff leading into it and so as a result i get a i get a good look at the rosters of the entries on on thursday and friday leading into it so um, it's um i know i saw his name i don't know about cooper's um but yeah i mean sometimes you enter those things then then life gets in the way or the calendar gets in the way and you know how they may decide to go to a college football game i don't know not that, that would have been a good idea this <laughs> this week because what purdue destroyed indiana state notre dame was a big flop and and iu was almost a big flop yeah and it was also pouring down rain, so I don't know anybody yeah. that wanted to be there for that. So, no. I mean, but credit to the people that were there, especially the students. I mean, that stuck it out in that monsoon, like credit to them. Well, that's the – yeah, that's – I saw a tweet saying uh, – I think – I can't remember who it was. It may have been Zach Osterman said, said something to the effect of uh, we're five minutes from kickoff and there's a long line of cars leaving the stadium parking lot. <laughs> which I just confirms confirms what i've said all along basketball indiana is still a basketball state and the second most popular sport is football tailgating 
(laughs) That's absolutely true. Especially not you. Especially, yeah, especially college football other than Notre Dame and and maybe places like Wabash and DePaul. Maybe. Marion. Places that that consistently win. Although I don't know that Wabash and DePaul consistently win. I don't pay that much attention to it, so. I don't either. Mostly IU football for me. And I'm not a big college football fan, so I do I do watch I I know know a lot of the names, but that's about the extent of it. So all right, we we're gonna talk about 2024 small forwards. I think we're gonna do a separate segment. I just sent you a text on that, by the way. I think we're gonna we'll save some of the 250 talk for maybe a second se- separate segment. Okay. That'll squeeze out um well, we'll just there we go separately. <laughs> just put it out <laughs> separately. Um Keep this podcast uh, focused a little bit, and then we can do a separate episode real quick. It won't take – I don't think it'll take that long. But but uh, get get updated on recruiting. Going to start now. Let's see. Flory Badunga picked up two offers this past week, one from Butler, one from Kansas. Uh, Kyron, uh, you know – Kyron's a Carmel kid, even though he transferred to Homestead, and I'm always butchering <laughs> his last name. He he's the he's don't even the, ask me. He's the Kalea Kakalea <laughs> version of this class where I was kept calling him Kakalea. It was completely <laughs> wrong. Kyron Kalpuiki, that's my best. That's my. I think that's what it is. Kalpuiki attempted it. Never even yeah. attempted it. Picked up an offer from Heidelberg. Uh, then Andrew Hedrick. And and Kyron, by the way, is a, a senior at Homestead. Andrew Hedrick is a oh, I'm going to say that one here to laugh. Josh got Tate got from Mishawaka from Penn picked up an offer from Air Force. Heidelberg also offered Leighton Weddle, who is a senior at Goshen High School. Leighton also picked up an offer from Albion. Gavin Welch, a senior forward from Newcastle, kid that played for me over the summer, picked up an offer from uh, Barry, a Division two school down in the Suncoast League. Tade Metzger, a junior at Fishers, transferred in from Marion, picked up an offer from Huntington. So Coach Alford and his staff continuing to be aggressive, uh, recruiting uh, re- recruiting younger guys. Uh, Kamari Jones, as you had mentioned earlier, uh, he picked up an offer from Tiffin, the senior from Lawrence Central. It's Division II school. Jason Kobe, whose father, Mike Kobe, runs the 94-feet uh, AAU program up in northwest Indiana. He is a senior at Marquette Catholic, picked up an offer from Manchester. And then Jalen Harrison, who everybody knows, picked up an offer from Ohio State. We did have one commitment this past week as I started to talk about Andrew Hedrick. He, uh, a guard from Columbia City, committed to Bethel. That That's probably been a little bit ago. Um, that's probably been a couple of weeks ago. I think we, we missed out on that and Zach got it in the database. So uh, the Bedunga offers at this stage, no-brainers. Right, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, abs- you mean absolutely no brainers. No brainers. Yep. There we go. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, oh, yeah, to clear that up. I also you, saw. Yeah, the, you were uh, thought, Yeah, my <laughs> my saying no brainer, you saying absolutely not, turned it into a double negative, which <laughs> yeah, made my ears hurt. <laughs> and so then I wanted to make sure we clarified that before people are thinking Kyler Staley doesn't think he should be getting all this from Butler. <laughs> That would be the hottest take out of our circle. I mean, Peck and Paul would be texting me. He'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> Who is this guy? I'd lose all credibility right there. Yeah. 
you know, there is some, we've got some interesting comparisons going on with, with in some places comparing him to Sean Kemp and Greg Oden. And, and I saw something today where they were comparing people who were comparing him to George McGinnis, whom I didn't see play in his prime. I certainly didn't see him in high school or co- college. Um, but the, the Odin and Kemp comparisons, I think we kind of need to slow our roll on that just a little bit. <laughs> I might push back on those comparisons because Kemp was uniquely skilled at, at 6'10", and while Flory is new to the, is relatively new to the game, he's not that yet. And and if he's comparable in terms of skill set, which I don't think he is, and, and of course Coach Peckinpah would know this because he had to guard Greg Oden uh, hmm. two years in a row in the state finals game, including an, a glorious picture in the front, front page of the Annapolis Star where his head is essentially in Oden's armpit. Um if he's if he's Greg Oden, he's three inches shorter than Greg Oden, and and Greg was just such a more dominant player. And that, but none of that, it's kind of one of those weird weird. It sounds like a criticism, but it's not meant to be. It's just it's not fair to compare him to these guys because those guys were unique creatures. Um, I don't think what well, Flory is still probably the definitely the best big man prospect in the state of Indiana. I think he's the second best prospect in the state of Indiana overall behind Harrelson. Um, I, obviously people can argue with that order a little bit and maybe they want to include Sisley. Maybe they try to include Booker. Uh, maybe they, maybe they try to include Colvin. I don't know, but, but I mean, I think he is him and Harrelson pretty decent gap. Um, and, and then it's, then it's Sisley, but, um, I don't think he's Kemp. I don't think he's Odin. I'm not sure yet. He's going to have to show another, another leap. Which which might be possible to be that because right now he's a six nine center right. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's all you got is uh huh. Well, I mean, <laughs> like so what I'm thinking is too is like when you compare him to Odin, or if you try to compare him to Odin, Odin actually, you know, he'd been playing the game for you know however many years or whatever. Flory's right. still kind of learning the game as yeah. well at this age. Um, people often forget that how good Flory is. He's still very new to the game of basketball, mm-hmm. um, which is also amazing to considering how good he is. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, it's it's a no brainer with these offers. I did see, I thought it was interesting. I saw him uh, go on a visit to Butler, mm-hmm. um, saw that. And, you know, it was pretty cool seeing him side by side to Odin. Obviously, I grew up uh, watching Greg Odin um, dominate. But, you know. I would say Flory's probably the closest thing that I can compare to in the state of Indiana to come out of the state of Indiana is Flory. Um, but I see what you're saying. It's it's not comparable yet, though. Yeah, it, it's I, I, I think there's a, a, low, a little way to go before it could be. I just, and that's just look, that's that's not meant to be a criticism. I, and that's just some talking points I've seen across the Internet here the last few days. And and this time of year, we're begging for content. So I, I thought I would touch on that. But. I mean, it would take an awful lot to get to those lofty heights, and you're absolute heights, and you're absolutely right. That, you know, one thing to consider: he's only been playing the game competitively, competitively for about three, four years. Um, where, although I don't know, sure how seriously Greg took the game, um, you know, in terms of playing it beyond just that he was always kind of hanging around Conley, you know, and Mike mm-hmm. Mike kept him involved when he was, you know. Odin lived in those that don't know Aaron or Greg Odin grew up in Terre Haute or at least uh, his middle school years um, leading into the eighth grade were in Terre Haute. 
And then suddenly, uh, and, and Conley was at Pike Township, and suddenly both of them ended up at Fall Creek, or at, uh, yeah, Fall Creek, uh, Fall Creek Valley or Craig. I can't remember which. Might have been Craig. Uh, middle school, it was Craig, yeah, which is now closed, but was uh, was at Lawrence North Feeder School. So, you know, that's, I remember going to watch them in eighth grade, and they were, it was an, it was an incredible show. And it's just, it's not, it's kind of not fair to compare them to Badunga. I know I brought the topic up, but that's just things I've seen across different different websites that have just been discussing him. And, you know, I just I would slow our roll just a little bit, but he's still he's still one of the elite he's still one of the elite prospects out of out of this state. Especially, yeah. especially among the current high school crop. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm seeing those same comparisons on uh on the Hoosier.com and the right. forum boards. That's it. that's all I've read. You mean our our uh, subscribers eat that up. Um, they love and, you know, yeah. And when you consider what Odin even even playing alongside Conley and, and other division, you know, a couple of other Division One players, when you the the gamut of players that they had to run through, in, including a really good Muncie Central team that that Peck and Paul was part of, that Coach Peck and Paul was part of, when you that was some of the best talent to come through the state of Indiana especially the central Indiana since the late sixties and early seventies, especially in the Indianapolis area. So, you know, basketball hadn't been as talented, you know, as many good players as the state produced, it really was, there's, there's three areas in and around the time I've, since I've been alive in and around the, in and around that time period, one was the late sixties, early seventies. Uh, two was the uh, getting into the late eighties into the early nineties and then the mid two thousands, that that's that's when there's been huge, huge uh, sections of talent to roll through the state of Indiana, and you know McGinnis played in that first one I I referenced, and then Odin played in, in that middle one or that last one there, and you know it's 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 hard to duplicate that kind of talent in in a given stretch, and that's why it happens about every what fifteen years maybe maybe twenty to fifteen years. So we we may uh, we we may be a little ways to go before we get get to see as much talent as, as what we're as what we saw during those stretches. So uh, let's see, small forwards in the state of Indiana, the junior class, <laughs> the dreaded class. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It's you know, look, it's just. Each class has its own dynamic. This one's it's just not a it's not a it's not a deep class and there's not a ton of size. I know next week when we do our it's kind of our bigs, we're we're gonna combine the fours and the fives and, and that'll that'll help a little bit. We've always done that or two and a half years of podcasting, but um I mean Cannon catching's right away, right? I mean he's best. Yeah, best. Yeah, he's and I and I think there's a decently large gap between him and, and everybody else. Not that there's not other enticing talents there because there are, but but Cannon Catchings, Brownsburg had a really good sophomore year for them. Uh they are poised. You know, they will they have some pieces they're gonna have to fill in the gaps, um, especially losing their big that that went to Indianapolis that had a great year, made the all-star team. Uh, but but catchings along with uh, Elijah Diallo are are poised to really and the, the other juniors that they have are poised to really make Brownsburg a state contender this year, and his commitment to Purdue, uh, 
I thought was kind of surprising just in how quickly that recruiting went or how quickly that recruitment went. Me too. Yep. Uh, but you know, that's, he's, he's going to have to get stronger. He's going to have to, he's going to have to really tighten up his shot. He's going to, there's a lot of things that he does. Well, the enticing thing is that he has a lot of maturing to do physically. And that is a compliment. That's a plus because he's got a lot of physical tools uh, and now he just needs to get stronger and, and be able to keep that weight on. Yeah, he's got to add weight. That's the big thing. I mean, I saw him a lot of times get bullied around um, on the Nike circuit um, for Indy Heat. That's 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 a must for him, especially if he's going to go into the Big Ten. But like you, I was really surprised how early he committed um, to Purdue. Um, it shows you. I mean, Painter is still uh, he's still locked in the state of Indiana. He's uh, he's he's recruiting the best players of this uh, 2024 class, and he's about got all of them already. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess Purdue's probably going to be a pretty good fit for him. Um, IU never offered, um, catchings, even though he did go on an unofficial visit. So, mm-hmm. um, would have liked to seen what his recruitment could have been, but he is Purdue bound. Well, he only had two offers. I think that's, that's part of it. I think Purdue taking a chance by taking the plunge on him. I mean, obviously no one can question Painter on, um, you know, he knows what he wants. And I think. I think catchings, you talked about him struggling during some of the EYBL stuff. I think he would be a really perfect fit for what Purdue does, which is just off ball movement. And I think that's something he'll get, he'll get, he'll be very successful at. Uh, that he gets a lot of it at Brownsburg. They're, they're still running a heavy ball screen motion presence there at Brownsburg. Uh, but at the same time, there's stuff where they do, you know, they do a lot of things with him off the ball. And in the summer, is just, it's all ISO it's, and he's not an ISO guy, you know, he's just, he's not going to be in the big 10. He's not that, he's not that kind of blur blurring type quickness. I mean, he can certainly drive a closeout and he certainly will, should be able to finish athletically. Um, and, and as he picks up strength, he should be able to finish a little bit better in traffic, but he's not an ISO guy. And I think that's where a lot of those touches come during the summer um, because that's basically all that, a lot of most of what that group does is just like little, quick sets to get guys in ISO and, and it's, you know, it doesn't always bode well for, you know, it might benefit two or three guys, but that's about, that's about it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, obviously he's more of a catch and shoot type of guy. He did have a good showing uh, the last time I watched him um, at the top 100 showcase. Yeah. I thought he did an excellent job there um, at the time, you know, IU was, talking to him and everything, but I get, you know, that obviously fell through, but uh, I, I believe he'll have a good career at Purdue. I really do, especially yeah, I agree. around his junior junior year or so. He's going to be probably one of the best spot-up shooters um, in the Big Ten. What um, – all right, who's number two? Um, <laughs> I have Sheldon Gatlin from really? Cathedral. I do. Okay. Kind of, yeah, that, that's kind of a uh, it's kind of a hot take, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I'm I really like him um, in a lot of ways. I love his versatility on both ends of the floor. Um, I think offensively, I, I love how he attacks closeouts off the bounce. Um, you know, gets out in transition. This past weekend, I thought he did a really good job at the t- top two fifty. Um, yeah. His baseline work was really good. I mean, pretty athletic. Um, good motor, I believe. Um, I'm starting to become a big fan of him now that I got to see him a little bit more. 
I'd be interested to see what kind of traction he gets at Cathedral after leaving Carmel. Um, he wasn't in the varsity plans this year. At least he wasn't in June. Um, and, you know, I don't know when he enrolled in Cathedral, but, I mean, I, I, I knew he was there. Actually, I kind of thought he went to Park Tudor, but I definitely could have, I definitely could have been wrong on that. So I'm not entirely sure I have him at small forward. What are you having? I got to see. Uh, I think you got him at the four. I mean, that, I that's a very, that's a good argument as well. I mean, I, I worry about his overall skill set, how it translates. Um, it, you know, I still would be, I think obviously he's a kid that has to get better, has to improve physically. And it, and he could be, if you, you know, upside with his length and, and, you know, his ability to shoot, I think has improved. You know, definitely a kid that, um, you know, if he could play the wing, definitely if he could guard though, you know, if he was, if he was able to really show that he could guard it, then I think you're talking about some things, but again, he, those were things he struggled with. Um, those are things he struggled with to do consistently. And, you know, Carmel's got some pieces there. Um, you know, with Carmel's got some pieces there with, with Ryan Malloy, uh, and, um, Owen, um, Wow. My brain's Owen Huber. Sorry. <laughs> um, with those two guys in the junior class that that I think are going to be different complementary pieces at the varsity level this year. If if they if and even though the, uh, even even both those guys may get or one of them I don't know which one but I see one of them getting a majority of their minutes at the JV level still. You know, as, as kids who will then come in and have big senior years, but. Yeah, Sheldon was not, and none of those juniors were on were participating with the the top level varsity guys at, at Carmel this year. Part of that was the depth of the senior class. Um, I I gotta believe, um, but but then they've had some losses there too, so um, there will be there will be some opportunities for some of those guys that are still there to uh, to step up. But yeah, I've got Gatlin. Um, squarely in the power forward spot but okay i i guess my number two i i don't know you know it's tough it's cam caskey dj hamilton those are two guys that i really like in that in that in that ballpark um if i was forced to choose between the two i probably would pick caskey simply because Super, super athletic for one. Um, and I Very. think his, his overall skill level has jumped a level. Uh, and, you know, he's he's still more of a stationary shooter in terms of uh, from the perimeter. But but what I've liked is that he's been a little bit more consistent finishing and getting the basket a little bit more effectively. Um, super, super athlete. Deep, I mean, big-time athletic athleticism and a good body. So I'd be – you know, he's going to have an opportunity this year at Pike to be, you know, one of their two or three guys who they would consider to be primary scorers, you know, and you know, it's going to be him and you know, Devin Woods and, and, you know, the rest of it's going to have to be proven. Even a kid like Joe Anon, who is probably going to move into some major minutes is, is a, is a post piece for them. Uh, so Cam's going to have an opportunity to, um, 
to really see a jump in his production after seeing basically a kid that was somewhat inconsistent offensively on the JV level as a freshman, just because he was young and, and was still trying to figure some stuff out, saw, you know, a, a much bigger role in the varsity level right away last year. And he's going to have a chance to make another jump again this year. So who who is another kid, who's another kid that you like? Um, are we just going, uh, like, you know, ranking them or just, you want me to add? I, yeah, not really right. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my list here, the, the tiers. I, I think that it's, it's a strange grouping. You know, we talked a little bit about it before we started recording. It's, there's kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of guys. It's for me, it's in tiers. It's I kind of see it like catchings is kind of all by himself. And then there's guys like Haskey and Hamilton and Daniel Garza and, and, you know, then it's kind of pick your poison and pick your pleasure as to who you, who you like. And, you know, it could just be somebody that you like really is, is what it amounts to. Okay. So I guess the guy that I really like, and I've really started liking this past summer playing on the prep hoop sur- circuit was a uh, Reese butcher. Um, From I don't know buff. if he, yes. Yeah. Um, six, four wing, very long, you know, elite athletic ability. Um, he's more of a driver at this point than playing on the perimeter. Uh, but his explosiveness is just at a elite level, in my opinion. Um, he's got a lot of physical tools um, to be a disruptor on the defensive end. Um, but uh, no, I really like him. His, his I feel like his stock has kind of risen a little bit. Um, you know, we still have like him in the about fifty five range in the rankings of overall players. But I mean, I feel like he can make a major jump this year. Yeah, I've liked his his overall development. I think has improved just like ball handling, decision making, things like that. As there's sometimes those the the rebuff the, they've got a really good junior class, and a lot of those guys when as you're kind of getting to know them, they kind of get blended together. I know I'm always texting one of the dads of that program. Okay, which one's which now? Make sure I remember which one's which. <laughs> like I, I feel like I, by now, I mean that this was this was going into last. This was going into the spring, basically, uh, getting it figured out because, you know, again, they were they still were secondary pieces on the varsity. You know, it was, it was Billy Smith, Mario and, you know, Mario Poy um, and, you know, they're their senior guards. And then it was it was these guys and they kind of have them in, in groups. There's they had seniors and sophomores. And so now these juniors that are coming in are are squarely. um you know, squarely going to be uh, leaders for that team, and but yeah, I've I've liked him. I he's um, I, what I like. I think defensively, he's a little bit more versatile than what some of these guys are. Um, maybe not comparable to say Caskey. I mean, I'll, Catchings is a good defender. Caskey certainly is a capable defender. Mm-hmm. Like to see what he could do, like how he could, you know, if he, how well he could lock people up um, defensively. But Butcher's a kid that I think I've, I've liked defensively over the, over the, when I've had chances to see him play. Yeah. Especially because how physical he is. Uh, go, go with one more. Before All I right. So I'll go into the more, the more shooting. And this guy's kind of a, uh, you know, comes out left field, but I really like Riley Shepard from Tiffany Valley. I don't know yeah. if you've seen much of him, oh, but uh, yeah. he Lanky got hurt the game. He... he got hurt the game I went to. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Tried to do a chase down block against McConaughey. Oh wow! And, compl- and fractured his fractured his leg. Fractured 
fractured his uh, ankle. Wow. Well, uh, he was a uh, he was here this past weekend, and he was he good. looked really good. He he looked like his you know, self that I saw him last year. Uh, but no, yeah, just a lanky wing. You know, he's a natural shooter. Got a very smooth shot off the catch, and it's really consistent. Um, I think he's solid on the defensive end. He hustles. Um, I saw him, you know, block a few shots. So, I mean, he's just pretty crafty wing. He's got some upside to him as a knockdown shooter. Um, I would say probably in the 2024 class, I think he's probably one of the best catch-and-shoot guys um, at the small forward spot. And for them, he can play a little point guard. He can, he can be their primary ball handler. I don't know how that translates against better competition. Uh, but, you know, Joe Luce is the new head coach there. thought they were – they had talent to be better than what they were, which may be why they have a new coach. Um, <laughs> um, it was a unique situation, how they, the coaching search went. The AD left to take a head coaching job at Hobart. <laughs> after, the, after, the, after the principal hired, the, either the principal or superintendent, one or the other hired Joe as the head coach. Um, I don't know. If their AD was looking to be the head coach at Tippecanoe Valley, but but the order in which that went was and how it went down was interesting. Uh, Joe will do a good job coaching those guys, and Riley will be a big benefactor of that. But I, I thought he defensively looked like he was trying to make plays a lot, and there was so there was some inconsistency, just kind of nitpicking, nitpicking his game a little bit. But yeah, I liked him a lot. I and I liked he, he was. Um, Pretty a skill, you know, a skilled wing, and McConaughey was good last year. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, it was a, it was a good game. There was a, a lot of good. There was a lot of decent talent on the floor, and and Riley was outstanding. Riley hasn't, or at least had. I don't know if he still does. Outstanding mullet game. Oh, big he time, does big time mullet game right there. It's it's beautiful. Probably are, are <laughs> probably the best uh, hair in the uh, twenty four class. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, DJ Hamilton and Hamilton Southeastern, I, I referenced him earlier. Um, football player, too. So maybe why. I don't know. Was he at the top? Was he at the camp Saturday? Um, I don't know. I would have to look at the list. I didn't watch him if he was. Um, okay. Like I mentioned earlier, I only saw about half of the guys. Um, But, I mean, I, I would think that he was there. He's he's got a little Justin. He, he and Justin Sims kind of remind me a little bit of each other. I think Hamilton is a little, a little bit of a better shooter. And and why I've got him here at the three versus Sims, who we think we have at the four. Uh, he is, I think, rebounds his position really well. The the problem is is he's got to rebound more for Hamilton Southeastern on their schedule. You know, he's kind of one of their best bigger kids. So I think he's pushed into a lot of a lot of uh rough situations because he's he's got to guard a little bit of everybody for for coach Ash Ashworth there. And he is uh I think he's up to it. I, I think his offensive development, I'm looking forward to see that this year. That's something that um you know that's gonna be a separator for him as to where his recruitment goes. Don't have a great feel for what I think he is yet, but I've I've always liked him. I think I've liked him just because a lot like Justin Sims. I think I've liked him just because he's always played hard, you know, and you want to see the skill development and translate. And so just and that may be the difference between why he's on a, a, a small forward list versus a power forward list is I think he's a little bit more of a smoother shooter. I think he does do some ball handling stuff for HSE. 
so it's he's just a kid that I've liked and 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 I'm going to be inter- interested to see how much his skills develop since uh, since I, I didn't see him in the spring. So be anxious to see how what he looks like since I haven't seen him since uh, since sectionals. Anyone else? I guess we get though. I've seen this guy a few times. Uh, Demar Hood from Delta. Okay. Um, if I announce his first name correctly, um, but no, he's he's. I think he's starting to become as I've seen him recently, probably two months ago at Prep Hoops event. Um, he's starting to become more of a hybrid wing slash post player. Um, you know, elite athletic ability right there, and he's he's got a really good fadeaway jumper right now, um, which is cool to see. Um, good on defense, gets clean looks at the rim. Um, he can put on some big time performances right now. I think it's just all about him doing it consistently. Um, because there's just a lot of times where I see him have a phenomenal game, and then the next game it's just kind of, you know, he's a non-factor. But uh, you know, so far I really like him. He's really athletic, and you know that's why I kind of like him. My small forwards. Right. Diego Garza is at Hamilton Knoll. He's a guy. Yeah, didn't I, I need to see him more? That's we've got him. We've got him pretty high up the small forward list. And I, again, a situation length athleticism. I think a lot of the tools are there. I uh, think transitioning from more of a four to a three. I think I liked his quickness. Um, I, I did not see him play. I, I saw him in April. It's about it uh, before. And I saw him one school game this past year, but I, you know, he's, a, he's a Bishop Knoll where they've got a little bit of influx of talent now. So it'll be, be anxious to see how Knoll hopefully get a little null revival. Uh, that would be nice for the region if, if, if they can be good again, because they've been, they've been down quite a bit, but uh, he's just super long kid and super springy and, and just always kind of been intriguing for me. And, and definitely looking again, like, like a lot of these guys, a lot of these incoming juniors who have been sort of definitely varsity players, but, but fringe producers uh, this, this class especially has got a lot of that. And you're going to see, you know, you're going to see who takes a step and who doesn't. And Garza, for me, would be a guy to watch on that list. Yeah, I haven't seen much of him, so I'm curious to see more of him. Right. Any Anybody else? <sighs> we sh- we're, we're getting into the very thin. Uh... <laughs> the, the, the weeds of it. I mean, it's. Yeah. Look, a lot of this is tier. Look, most of the colleges, anytime we talk to them, they, they want to know. They're they're way more about way more worried about tiers and level than they are about a numerical ranking. Uh, you know, I think every now and then they want to know who the top five kids in the class are. Okay, cool. They may even want to know who the top five kids in a position are in a class. But if if I always go back to this one, if if there's like the class of two thousand five, there were. F- 14 division one point guards. <laughs> Insane. If you'd, you'd <laughs> ask me, if somebody would ask me to, uh, what the top five point guards were, I'd have been like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'll tell you who the top 14 are. <laughs> That's easier. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, you know, I'll, uh, and, and obviously there were some kids, obviously in that class that went, you know, definitely went to high major school. So there was, there was definitely a line, especially, you know, Deontay Vaughn at Arlington, Armand Bassett at Terre Haute South, and Dominique James at Richmond. And, um, you know, but then beyond that, there were a handful of 
of mid-majors, you know, Brandon McPherson at Lawrence North, Jason Holsinger at Evansville. You know, you just had them all the way down. It was an incredible class. And so, you know, a class like that, even though I know that's an illust- that's an example I continue to go back to, you know, they college coaches would feast on that. It's th- this twenty twenty four class is is there's going to be a lot of good high school players. I, I will say it's going to be be uh, curious to see if we have, like, say for example, Fishers this year. Do they have enough pieces to go with Harrelson to where a, a sophomore again leads a team to a state championship game? You know, leads a team deep into the tournament. It's been a little bit since we've had a sophomore do that. The Badunga aside, right? right. And Badunga was has been the one kid in this class that could do it. And and maybe I look at it from a foray level uh, versus necessarily just at any of those other levels, any of those other classes, as to um, what we should expect to see. Where last year we kept saying all these teams that were really good had a good had a good group of juniors. All these teams, and so now I think this year. We're going to have, obviously, teams, which is more normal. We're going to have all these teams led by seniors. You know, the teams that have had these deep classes of 2023 are going to be the top teams in the state. It's going to be Ben Davis. It's going to be Cathedral. It's going to be Carmel. It's going to be, you know, Brownsburg's got enough of them. Brownsburg would be the one that has a the one team that has, along with Burbuff at the 3A level, a really good core of juniors that I think other teams not necessarily, that necessarily can't produce that. Um but you know, but now we're talking about the most talented players, Sisley, Harrelson, Badunga, those guys, especially the two sophomores. Can they be, especially Harrelson, can he be good enough to take Fishers to a different level than what than what they've than what they've experienced? Which for them, since reopening, they've not won a sectional in basketball. Uh they've they've had a couple of state championships in other sports, but they've not won a basketball sectional. So um it it um will be um I'll be anxious to see if you know if Harrelson can break through or if any of these teams that have really you know if any of these teams how many teams with juniors step through and make it deep in the tournament like we had last year when when the junior class was was extremely deep um you know Brownsburg might be the one team certainly in 4A that can do that and and I would look I would look for uh, Burbuff to be able to make a run maybe at three A, and and then from there, obviously Brownstown at the what are they now they're two A again, I believe I mean, so yeah. No matter what they do, they're going to be they're going to be led by a bunch of underclassmen, uh, certainly headlined by Jack Benner. You know, but I don't think we'll see as many teams this year where they have a core group of juniors. <laughs> I guess is where I'm going with that. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And the big thing with these juniors, these 2024s, is what kids are going to break out this year? What kids are going to make a jump and get into that top tier of uh, 24s? Because we talked about it before, there's probably, what, about 10? And then that's just a big gap, um, you know, from a D1 level to, like, to where it is, you know, now. Um, I'm just looking for guys that want to break out this year, that want to mm-hmm. be in that top tier. So hopefully we can see that this 20 this year and – we won't harp on the uh, 2024 class as much as we do. I mean, they're going to get an opportunity. That, that's for sure. Because you know, these kids are squarely at the varsity level. And, and you know, we'll still see some teams that 
have deep senior classes that may not rely as heavily on juniors. Uh, but but at the same time, we'll you know there will be some instances where juniors will will carry the day, and that you know those will be the teams we'll be looking for and, and seeing how it really plays out. Um, it's um, but anyway, well, I, I guess that's it for now, right? I've got no other small forward to add <laughs> right now. Hopefully that changes. <laughs> Nothing to add. Wow. All right. Well, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> It's good because my voice is starting to crack. Let me get to let me get to my reads here real quick. Um, Box Out Sports is the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your teams and student athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Again, if you're an athletics director or or someone who runs an athletics program, like a club program, you should definitely check them out. Uh, heck, even if you're a parent that does booster club stuff for your school team. You should definitely check them out as well. So I want to thank you for listening to Courtside Indiana podcast. If you listen every week, we certainly appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review, and you can reach us directly at our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND on Twitter and Instagram. Kyler, tell everybody where they can reach you. Reach me at Twitter, uh, at Kyler Staley, all lowercase. Uh, pretty simple to find, unlike uh, Zach's, as we uh, tried to find last week. Um, ZT17 hoops, baby. Yeah, you got it. He didn't even know his. but uh, That's true. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> so, other than that, you can find me at thehoosier.com, Indiana Rivals, um, as far as, you know, and then uh, Prep Hoops, uh, Indiana. I'm doing a lot of evals on the kids I watched over uh, the top 250, so got a lot of content out right now, and as far as the Hoosier.com, it's a lot of football, um, but uh, we got a few basketball previews sprinkled in there and recruiting news and stuff. So, Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to put the 250, uh, the top 250 content on a separate podcast, which will be out uh, probably. Uh, we might we might spread them out a day or so to give give the people a little bit of extra listening to this uh, this week. But for right now, Kyler, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me.